Welcome to Al's The Market. Uh, we have got a special treat for you today. We get a chance to sit down with David Caldwell. He is a team leader. He is active in the business. He is a coach, and he's got a wonderful perspective on being the professional advice giver. You, you know, th this podcast is dedicated to talking to the experts, talking to the agents, talking to people that are making a difference you know, communicating the market every day. And, and that is always our goal. So so I want you to, to listen for this conversation. Listen to how David talks about what it takes to be the professional advice giver. What are the disciplines that you need in your business to commit to that? And then how do you get out in the market and do it every day? So let's hop right in. Well, David, I'm excited to have this conversation today, and thank you for joining uh, How's the Market and the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, you and I, we, we were uh, talking earlier just about, um, I feel like I know you, even though we, we haven't spent a lot of time together in all the, you know, um, maybe, you know, events that you've been at and the coaching that you've done. So people that are listening right now, Give them an idea uh, of who you are, what you do. You're a coach. You're uh, in the business. You're in, uh, in Portland, Oregon. But how long have you been in the business? Get, I yeah. want to get a sense of your story. So I got into real estate when I was uh, 26 years old, I think. So I got in in 2007. Great timing, right? That's always a joke when you get in 2007. Right. I had great timing to get into the market. I was young, into a challenging market. Um, I have been basically running a team for around the last 10 years, had my own brokerage for a little while, uh, started coaching for Tom six years ago, started doing more speaking with Tom maybe two or three years ago. Um, I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm into jujitsu. Um, yeah. I like terrible music. Um, but you know, <laughs> I'm, what I usually tell people is, uh, I'm a professional advice giver. You know, professionally, that's what I do is I'm a, I'm a professional advice giver, I'm very much into learning about what's going on, you know, psychology to help my clients, scripts, what's going on in the market. That is a conversation I'm constantly having with coaching clients and in my everyday business with people on my team, with my customer. So, you know, I, at, at my core, I'm a professional advice giver. I hope people would say that I'm a, a good guy. So, I love that. I love that. And and leading your team, t talk a little bit about the team that you lead there in Portland and in the production that that you all do. Um, uh, it, maybe over the last year. Yeah. So I've always run like a small time, a small size team. We have an office manager and nine agents. Uh, this last year, down year in the Portland market, both in volume and sales price, which is unique to Portland. Um, we did 102 sides, about 60 million since 2015. We've pretty consistently done over a hundred units as high as almost 200, depending on, you know, market condition and, and total available market to us. So, um, yeah, I've been at that for a long time. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing that because it's, it's interesting and unique for the conversation that we have, um, here on this podcast is you're somebody who is coaching, but also is in the business right yeah. now, you know? And so uh, here's what I'm interested in maybe sh you sharing is over the last year, we've seen a dramatic shift in the business from the prior, you know, couple of years. Now, yeah. how were, how did you coach people through that? Well, the, the biggest thing I focused on are, and, and you do this a lot when I listen to you and the content that your guys' company puts out is, you know, why would someone be a buyer in today's market? Yeah. Why would someone be a seller? And that was a question I was asking, even when interest rates were low. 
when interest rates were right. low, and so we'll go, well, interest rates are low. I'd say, well, that's not the greatest reason to be a homeowner or not. That's not the greatest reason to be a, a buyer or seller. That might create better market conditions. Um, but, but what is the value of homeownership? You know, what I've really tried in my coaching for a long time is helping people articulate the market. And right. I believe that most professional real estate agents can do that. You guys have a great quote about how great real estate agents can help you understand the market or to, to something oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the average realtor can't even tell you the average sales price or market appreciation. And it surprises me sometimes to start coaching these great teams. And I ask really basic questions. Hey, before we start the coaching call, hey, tell me what's going on in the local market. You know, new listings, pending sales, closed sales, uh, rate of appreciate, 12 month rate of appreciation. Like, Tell me what's happening, guys. And I get yeah. blank faces. So what I've really tried as a coach to do in this last year, as there's been uncertainty in the market, knowing that our job is as a coach, as professional real estate agents is to bring certainty, is how can right. we articulate that certainty with fact and experience, not just right. our experience. Because most real estate agents, we lead with our experience and we kind of leave behind the facts. You know, it's, it's feelings and experience. Yeah, no, that's well said. How, how do you... So I want to break that down into two pieces. One, are there ways that you're coaching people to be able to accumulate that knowledge, like disciplines, like how do you stay on top of your your local market and what you, uh, you know, what's happening there? Yeah. My experience through screen shares with clients and in my own market, and I, I mean, I could show you right now because we just got our local market data yesterday, yeah. right, is there's a tab in your MLS that has this data. And what our job should be is to look for trends. You know, I, I sometimes I use your cues to find my narrative in my market, right? So for a while you were talking about, uh, you know, appreciation from a monthly basis or depreciation, what's going on with that right. sales price, you know, in these year over year stats. So like, oh, that's interesting. Let me go look at what's going on in Portland. And what I found at that time was, you know, in the last 12 months, we had had eight months where the average sales price was less than the same month the year before. And that's a hard market to have appreciation in. And yeah. in the Portland market, a lot of agents are questioning, do we have appreciation? Do we have depreciation? I mean, our MLS sends us out of stat every month. It, we, you can read it if you open that email. Uh, most agents just choose not to. So I'm just encouraging my clients to go into the MLS, look at the data, and find the story. You know, a prominent yeah. story in the Portland market this year is at almost any given time in the market, we had about five, about 5,000 homes on the market, 4,800, 4,700, depending on the month. But the yeah. highest month of pending sales we had was 2,000. Right. So for a buyer, an opportunity was there were two homes on the market for every buyer buying. That was yeah. an important thing for a buyer to know and to articulate. Yeah, and it's and it's opportunity where in the past couple of years there hasn't been that. Correct. You know, it's it, you you break up a really good point, and you've referenced what we do here at Keeping Current Matters. I would say you, you know, our research team, the, the, we have a great team here that researches and writes and builds all mm -hmm. the content. Um, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're looking at the information and saying, what is the story? What's going on out in the in the market? You know, nationally and. Uh, and, and helping to give people that. And that's what I've always said is take that, take that sort of line, apply it to your, to your local market. And, and you can, you can be the expert, yeah. right? Because here's the interesting thing. And I'm, I'm curious if you see this, most times people 
formulate their opinion on the market, professionals, people uh-huh. in our business, based on what they read on a headline or what they see, which is yeah. incorrect. Yeah. You know, so so that idea of looking at what's happening, what's the story. And then the next thing is, and I, I'm very interested in your perspective on this, is learning how to articulate that. Yeah. Right. It's one thing to know, it's it's the other thing to get it out in the in the world. Yeah. You know, I, I think about a client I had years ago that Tom asked me to coach and she wasn't earning a lot, but she was known, you know, in our group. And the first thing I worked with her on was finding the trends and getting better at telling the story. And that's just a novice to mastery journey, right? As you start yeah. storytelling, at first you're not very good at it. And the more you do it, you get better and better. And right. what I've observed from coaching at this style for so long is your confidence increases. You get better at telling the story the more that you do it. And that creates uh, more lead attribution. That creates a better conversion. That creates better nurturing. I, I think at the core where a lot of real estate agents fail is they're not sure what to say. And the beautiful thing about being able to articulate the real estate market is you never run out of things to talk about. Yeah, The market's changing every month. You never right. run out of things to say. You never run out of stories to tell. And the more you tell the story, the better you get at it. So I just encourage people to acknowledge that when you're looking for these stories, when you're telling the stories, you're starting out at a novice level and that's okay. Like check back yeah. in with me 12 months from now, you'll probably be yeah. really great at it. 36 months from now, you'll forget how bad you were in the beginning. But you right. have to acknowledge that journey and the storytelling. But if you look for the trend and you have the conversation, you're going to get better at it. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, David, you, you articulate it so well. You know, I, I've always thought about this. To me, um, the only way to get better at that is by doing it. It's, it's the only way. Maybe, maybe you can go to class somewhere. Maybe you can hear from somebody. But as far as I'm concerned, the only way in my life, the only way you get better at that is by doing it. Two. I've always thought if you're not in a position where a year or two later that you don't go back and laugh at what you did in the first couple of times, you're probably not doing it right either, right? Yeah. Or expecting, hey, hey, nobody attempts something and they go, you know what? On the first try, I nailed it. Yeah. I'm an expert, right? Yeah. And 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 I'd, and I'd add to that, you know, in a lot of my peers in coaching, it's a skills market. It's a skills market. It's a skills market. We've heard that over and over. And I've been pretty loud that I believe we're in an effort market because you build skills through effort. That's a great point. If you, if you yeah. put in the effort, you're going to build the skill. And if you acknowledge that piece of it and acknowledge what you said, like it, it takes the reps and you put in the effort, it's almost impossible not to get better at it. Most real estate agents know what's happening. Good agents understand what's happening, but great agents, they can explain what's happening. At Keeping Current Matters, we help real estate agents become experts. With market insights and marketing tools, you'll not only stand out, you'll thrive in any market. Keeping Current Matters. Be the expert. So, so let's talk about um, where we stand right now. It's January, you know, it's 2024, new year. We kind of have uh, a lot in the rearview mirror, but but there's a lot ahead too yeah. in, in this year. How are you coaching people going into this year relative to the effort that is required to make it, you know, Tom always says best year ever or, or to make this a, uh, a year that you look back on and go, okay, look, I did what I needed to do to, to, to make it happen. Yeah. Well, it's business planning. So this is fresh. And I think for me, I think a lot about the 
the TAM or the total addressable market. And you might know this number better than me, but ChatGPT told me that there's 128 million homeowners, right? So what's that mean? Three and a half percent of people move this year with how many sales we're going to have. Yeah. Interest rate dependent because affordability moves to the market. I know you talked about that a lot. So with clients right now, we're talking a lot about interest rate environment, how interest rate environments are going to affect our TAM. Right. So we know where to place the effort. Let's be optimistic that all the things we hope are going to happen with rates and sales volume happen, but let's be pragmatic in how we're spending our time and how we're budgeting for client acquisition in where we are today. Because we know yeah. if we zoom out, we know if we zoom out, housing is an amazing asset that everyone should be participating in. But if we look, you know, at the immediate TAM in Portland, as an example, we had just over 20,000 sales this year, which takes us back to the great recessionary period of sales volume. And in a normal year, we have, you know, 30, 32,000 sales. And this year we had 20. How I spend my time, how I spend my money has to be different in a high interest rate environment than a low interest rate environment. Hey, by yeah. the way, if we nail the low in interest rate environment or the high interest rate environment activities, we're going to kill it in a low interest rate environment, right? So yeah. if, if, the, if the TAM, right, the 120 million homeowners, 3.5% are transacting, interest rates go down, and that goes to 5% of Americans are transacting. You know, what we do in a high interest rate environment only helps us grow in a low interest rate environment. Yeah. What, what is the secret to, can you speak broadly to the what we do question? Like if I'm sitting in front of you and I'm like, okay, what do we do given that? Yeah. You have to have a database. Every great business is client acquisition and client retention. If we're a grocery store, if you're KCM, if you're Hillshire Realty Group, if you're Tom Ferry, how do I get a client and how do I retain them? Right. Now, I believe most agents fail or teams fail because they don't have enough real estate conversations on an annual basis because they're not sure what to say. Well, we could just literally update people on the market. That's what we expect from professional advisors. I expect my accountant to call me. I expect, you know, the people that are in charge of my finances or help me to give me updates on what's happening. You know, and, and by contrast, that's just a play that I've encouraged clients to run. Uh, my belief as a coach and as a real estate professional, David, is if I keep you updated proactively on the market, you don't have a reason to talk to another agent about it. Sure. Right. So how do I help a real estate agent operationalize that? How do we just work through their database and have those conversations? What conversations do you have with what group of people? Um, there's a call I do almost every month, and I think this would serve every single real estate agent. In the beginning of the month, I, need a, I should ask myself a question is, what do my buyer prospects need to know now? What do my seller yeah. prospects need to know now? What does my sphere need to know about the market? Like what's, what's a homeowner need to know? What's my, what's the buyer in my sphere that thinks they might not be able to be a buyer? What do they need to know? And then how do I go articulate and distribute that? If you yeah. really think about that question, you're busy for the rest of the year. I mean, that'll, that'll keep you busy. How do you, how do you distribute it via social? How do you distribute it via text? How do you distribute it via email? If you look in today's coaching environment, a lot of the calls to action that are being suggested are um, leading questions to get people to talk to you about the real estate market. That's how you keep nurture 
That's how you retain a clientele if you're a real estate professional. What's, in your opinion, right now in the market, what's the best leading question to ask uh, uh, to, to, you know, sort of spur that conversation? Yeah. So it, let's, let's use a buyer as an example that was thinking okay. about buying in okay. 2023 or they registered in 2023 or 2022. Now, you know, a conversation I'd have based on the local Portland real estate market is right now there's two homes on the market for every buyer. And you have to ask yourself this question. If interest rates come down, would you want to be a buyer in a marketplace where there's a buyer for every house or there's two houses for every buyer? And there's no right or wrong answer, right? But it's proposing things like that, finding the opportunities in the data to go articulate. Yeah, you, that's if, a great point. If you're a seller right now in my local market, there's 12 kind of big markets in Portland. 10 of them had depreciation last year. Two had appreciation. As long as the Portland metro area has had a 6% interest rate environment, we've had gradual depreciation and probably 2 to 3% closing costs on most transactions. So if you are thinking about selling, that would be a reason to have a conversation, maybe look at a different strategy and what your opportunities are. By the way, we had 30,000 listings come to the market last year and 20,000 sales, right? So yeah. there's a large TAM in sellers that maybe wanted to do something and couldn't because what we know in real estate is most people's plans don't change. They just get delayed. So, right. so that's a conversation I have. Would people be open-minded to a second opinion on the market? What I know as a real estate professional making these calls is the average real estate agent is not talking about what's going on in the market. They just say it's hard. Yeah. You know, instead, no, of, artic point. instead of articulating what's actually happening, um, but I think at its core, you know, if, if I just call someone in my sphere twice a year to proactively tell them that they made a great investment or, hey, we know that when people ask how the market is, really what they're doing is asking about their home's value and here's what right, happens right. and here's what I think is going to happen. Right. That, that's enough. I've, I've reminded you, you know, that you have permission to call me when you have real estate questions. Yeah. It's such a good point. You know, it, it's the old saying, you know, update your clients or, or, or not, don't worry about it. Somebody will, yeah. right. Whether it's the media, whether it's another agent, whether, you know, whoever it is, you know, I, I just saw this and it's, it's some content that we're publishing uh, at KCM bright MLS, one of the largest MLSs uh -huh. in the country just uh, did a survey of prospective buyers in uh, the past 12 months in 2023 and just over 70% of buyers abandon their home search um, due to interest rates yeah. last year. And so it, it's it's looking at a scenario like that and thinking, okay, how will that play out this year? Yeah. Right. Who are the buyers potentially that I'm talking with or know or, or in my sphere, kind of to your point, they're going to transact that gave up their search this year that as, I mean, last year, that as we go into this year, we'll make a different decision. Yeah. And I, and I, I need to get in front of them. You know, that's, that's the thing that I start to think about. Yeah. And, and why did they delay it, it? So many of us were afraid to make the call to figure out what that is, but I believe in the law of reciprocity. Yeah. You know, I can, I can leave you an up uh, market update in voicemail enough times Eventually, that reciprocity is going to kick in. I'm going to be able to find out what that pain point is. You know, in every business's job is to solve the problem of their customer. I would presume that 70% of those people, um, 
price, not, not the pricing is too high, but the mortgage payment is too high. Well, sure, the affordability. Op- yeah. Right. What are their options to bring that payment down? And is that something that's easy to obtain in your marketplace? You know, at any given yeah. time in Portland right now, we have almost a thousand new construction listings. And if you spend five minutes scrolling through those, you'll see how the market is because most of those builders are just telling you they're going to give you $30,000 to buy down your rate. Right. So it's pretty easy actually to bring buyers to an affordable payment in our market today, given the conditions, because the negotiation isn't difficult to get there. Yeah, it's it's such a good point. You know, even on the builder thing, there are a lot of folks that don't think about that because they think, you know what, if if my buyer goes to a builder, that's, you, you know, I'm not going to be able to do anything there. It's, it's going to be, you know, the builder won't work with me or whatever, but it will help you generate a listing 70% of the time. Do you know what I mean? And, and I agree with you a thousand percent. Is very, very clear over the last 12 to 18 months who has won in this market, and it is builders, Mm -hmm. because they have thought about, okay, how do we address affordability? How do we address what is, um, you know, the the biggest obstacle oftentimes in this market? And I think you're right. People abandon because they go, you know, we can afford this, now we can't. You know, anytime you go out and look at a house, you look at something more expensive, you don't want to look at anything less expensive. Right. That's certainly yep. how I am and, and and any of us are. And and I will say this right now, as we look into 2024 from what experts are saying, um, you know, we certainly believe affordability will be impacted by interest rates yep. in the environment, by prices not appreciating as uh, as quickly. Yeah. And by wages and incomes growing. I, I think the, you know, I always kind of position a relevant market opinion based upon fact. We should have an opinion on affordability. Yeah. What's happening with that? Because it's a big issue for a lot of people, it is. you know, uh, in in the market. In, in classes that I've had for real estate agents in Portland, there's a graph that I show. It's a 10-year graph of affordability. And basically, for 10 years, the average home buyer you would have talked to could afford 120 or 140% of the median payment. And yeah. only in this 6% interest rate plus environment we've had in Portland has that number dropped down into the 80s. Now, as a coach yeah. and as a professional, that tells me I have to have more real estate-based conversations because my addressable market has shrunk. And I can't just combat that with optimism, which I think a lot of real estate professionals and, and coaches have been led with this year. And I want to be optimistic about real estate and the market. Owning real estate has changed my life. Being a professional real estate agent has completely changed my family tree. And simultaneously, if I'm only by being pragmatic, can I find the path through, hey, the average person I'm talking to right now, they can afford 80% of the median payment. So I yeah. have to talk to more people. Yeah. So it's such a good point. Let's let's maybe shift our conversation yeah. to the year ahead. Uh-huh. I'm very interested in your perspective uh, you you coach people across the country yep you're certainly there in portland T- tell me your as you're looking ahead what are you seeing what what do you think's gonna gonna happen um uh and i certainly uh can can give you uh ours as well but I, yeah. i'm interested in yours and how you're coaching people to say hey here's what this year is going to bring to the best of my ability and and what i can see right now yeah so I believe that a lot of the, un, like in marketplaces where there's unsold inventory, I believe a lot of that inventory comes back at lower pricing, which could put downward pressure on overall pricing. 
that's an opportunity for the teams that I coach and the people that I coach, if they're will- willing to participate in the expired listing market, okay. which a lot of markets have a lot of. So I'm looking, again, I'm always looking for total addressable market. Um, in marketplaces where sales volumes down, but pricing hasn't really been affected, affected and you have good affordability, we just run the game as usual, right? You can still have a low cost per lead. You can still no- nurture your sphere. Again, we have to have more conversations because the amount of people that are transacting are less. Now, my coaching right now is completely based on interest rates, right? If there are, if we have a, a number with a six in front of it and you have low affordability in your marketplace, we have to make more contacts. We have to do more open houses. We have to acknowledge it's a harder game. If we're in an area where 6% interest rates don't impact affordability, like let's say the Orange County area a little bit, because there's a lot more cash and high price sure. points. And I've coached people kind of like as I normally have throughout the years, which at the end of the day, it's still a contact game. And what percentage of my database can I convert? Um, I'm planning for interest rates and affordability to come down, but not in a way that it spurs the market so much to five and a half or six million potential sales. But, you know, optimistically, if we could have four and a half or 4.7 million sales, that'd be great. Now, I don't look at this data as close as you. I'm probably not the most educated person to make this decision, but I could tell someone in their activities, plan plan for it to be challenging, right? And if you're if you're overly pragmatic on that, you're going to do more when interest rate adjusts. As, yeah. as if you're someone who buys online leads, when more people are buying houses, it's cheaper to get to a sale. When less people are buying houses, it's more expensive. So I'm trying to defend people's PL from that perspective with just that basic concept. I don't have to know what the sales volume is going to be necessarily right. to help someone defend their PL um, if that's the case. Yeah, so, I hear you. I think what I hear you saying is plan to work harder in the coming year uh, and 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 look for ways to connect with people. You know, people, we've talked certainly about it. Um, it sounds like you have, with coaching clients over the last year, expired listings um, as a strategy. And, and over the last few years, hasn't needed to be a strategy because the listings weren't expiring. Um, you know, as we start the year off right now, the 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 number one date that the listings expire in this country is December 31st because a lot of uh, agreements are written to the end of the year. Well, you you also add in there the holidays. People say, you know, we're going to take the house off the market because everybody's coming over and we don't want to deal with that. And I don't fault them in that. What's the best way right now? What are you seeing working with those that you're coaching to be different and 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 connect with somebody who's uh, who's expired? Yeah. Well, the, the title, the title of your show, how's the market Yeah. to me, that is always the leading conversion in anything inspired expires included because since most agents don't understand what's going on in the market, most consumers don't. And people are Great willing point. to, people are willing to, to listen and be educated. I believe that people are, they want to have timely and relevant conversations. Let's say an expired listing. No one wants me to call them and be like, when are you going to hire the right agent for the job? Right? right? Like that's an old tired script, but people are willing to talk about what's happened in the market and why you think maybe their house didn't sell, especially if they haven't heard that perspective. And the reality is probably nine out of 10 people have not. 
they've they've heard the headlines as you alluded to earlier their uh their their agent might be telling them that there's going to be four interest rate cuts next year because ing economists said that right that was a big thing on instagram for a while right right um they're they're going to get the headlines but i think when you reach out to those folks you know i've always i've always liked this conversation around expires that most people's plans don't change they just get delayed yeah, so it's, have, it's but, so but, true. But could we just have a conversation about today and what I'm seeing? And I'll just allude. I won't say like, do you have 30 minutes? You know, David, I'm sure you have 30 minutes where we could have this conversation. Yeah. And, and the hardest thing is getting people on the phone, but it's easy to keep them there if you educate them. Yeah. And being somebody that is willing to deliver tough news and, and have a conversation that's based in reality about the market, about maybe their perspective on why the home didn't sell, you know, yep. and which most people, I, I think, shy away from that, right? Because we want yeah. to be attractive versus like, hey, let, let me, but but people want to be told that, right? And the largest yeah. asset they own, what is going on in the market? What is the truth? I had a lot of hard conversations in my personal real estate business this year because my primary market lost 5% of value on the front end. And then probably yeah. another two or three on average in closing costs. So that's a big swing for a lot of people. And that's really hard to, it, it's it's hard to adjust to the reality of it. Showing people the numbers doesn't become my opinion. It becomes a right. fact. And if they want to unlock their equity and go somewhere else and increase the quality of their life, because that's why most people move, right? Most people move to increase the quality of their life, not decrease it. And then it's just, what's the value of the perception of the equity they believe they're giving up or could have had, right? Yeah. Um, but you you have to, you can't just tell people that. You have to show them and ask them questions and help them think about it. And for some people, it's the right decision to, to move and take advantage of the next market they're moving into. And for some people, the right decision is to stay. Because when we zoom out, you know, one of the things I've said for a long time in, in Portland, um, I have to change, I'll change it because it's the new year. We've had 25 years of appreciation in the last 30. When you look at, if I take last year out uh, from 1992 to 20 uh, to 2022, we had 26 years of appreciation, and the average rate of appreciation was six and a half percent. Real estate's an amazing asset. There was four years of depreciation in that time period. They were all consecutive during the Great Recession. 2023 may be that blip, that great buying opportunity for someone here in my local market. It's highly likely if rates hit the fives, we have great appreciation in the Portland metro area next year. So for some people, it just didn't make sense to move, right? And that's okay. They get to make that decision. But if I'm constantly updating people with things like I just told you, it's hard for them to go look for another real estate agent. Yeah. Well, I think too, being the professional advice giver, I love how you started off saying yeah. that, is having that information on the tip of your tongue. You know, some people, uh, you know, in, in scripting and things like that are like, I don't want to be scripted, but knowing what you're going to say before you say it, having yeah. some of these facts committed to memory is the difference maker, I believe, in this market. And, and, and you said something um, that I think is very, very important if I have conversations this way, it's not my opinion versus your opinion. It could be your opinion versus the facts. Yeah. I want to bring the facts. Yes. Right. And so we, we live in a, in a world and certainly operate in a business where there are a lot of opinions. 
Yeah. <laughs> so many uh, about should you buy a home? Should you not buy a home? I'd never do this. I whatever. I think this is happening. Very few are based upon facts. Yes. So literally, if we'll just bring the facts, it changes things. You know, that that simple conversation of could I share with you what's happening in your case, you know, in the Portland market, what's happened over the last 30 years so yep. that you're educated. You know, we, we have a, a a wall here when you come into our office and keeping current matters, it says we believe every family should feel confident when buying and selling a home. And Agreed. that's what drives us is yep. if we can put facts in people's hands, we can be the professional advice giver, just like you said, yep. if people can be that. You can do that. People can feel yes. confident in the decision they make in any market. Yeah. You know, and, and so that, I think it's such a good point. Um, so as we wrap up, here's my question for you. And I want you to, I want you to put your coaching hat on. Okay. Somebody's listening to this podcast, you know, certainly somebody in the business, they want to be the professional advice giver. They want to be the one that's delivering that information you're coaching them right now. How are they getting started? What are you What are you telling them right now? You have to study the market. It's not a quick hack to find the story or the facts. Like we just talked, like you just talked about, and I'd been talking about. You have to understand what's happening, and then you have to go like give the good news or the bad news. You just have to go tell the, tell the story. What I talked to my team a lot about is the market started shifting and people were like, you're crazy. We're not going to have that few of sales. The last year, yeah. I'm like, we're going to have less than 25,000 sales in Portland next year. And people were like, you are crazy. And we had 21,000, right? Because I, I, I felt like the impact of affordability was going to be too great. Now, that's bad news, but it turned out to be the truth, right? We right. just want to be the team and I want the people I coach to be the teams that tell the truth about the market. I believe that competency is going to beat comedy. I believe if I proactively update you on the market, you don't have to talk to somebody else about it. I believe most agents don't have enough conversations because they don't want to just call and say, have you seen any homes you want to look at this weekend or when are you going to hire <laughs> right. the right agent? But if I, if I call and I say, hey, you registered eight months ago and this is what was going on in the market then and here's what's happening now. Hey, you, when you were on the market as an expired listing, 12 months ago, this is what the market was doing. This is what it's doing now. Have you thought about giving another opportunity? If you can become the person that just knows some simple facts, knows how to show them, knows how to tell that story, and you're willing to go tell it voice to voice, via text, face to face, on social, in your email newsletter, it's pretty impossible not to win. So That's a great point. So start by ingesting the data and becoming the market expert and then commit to telling the story. That's awesome. I love it. Um, David, it's been a thrill to have you on the podcast. I think they're um, your, uh, uh, you know, sort of message and coaching to be the professional advice giver is certainly what we stand for here at Keeping Current Matters. We want to give people the information so that they can be the expert in their local market so that they can deliver the truth. Because we know out in the world, people don't get the truth. People turn on the news and they're not sure what to believe or what's happening. And, and the great thing is we can now do that. We have access kind of to your point to, to, all the great information um, at our fingertips to be able to deliver it. It just takes the time and investment and energy. So from all of us here, I want to say thank you for joining. Thank you for sharing your advice. And uh, we, are, we are certainly grateful for it. Well, thanks for having me and thanks for what you guys do. 
Thank you. That was a wonderful time with David. I I enjoyed it. I enjoy talking to people that are in the market that are active and passionate about communicating exactly what's happening. You know, he gave so many, you know, sort of nuggets and ways to get started to understand your local market, to understand how to be the professional advice giver. I love that statement. Uh, and, uh, And I hope that you can take that and use that in your business in this new year right? Commit to being the professional advice giver. So as we wrap up, as always, share this podcast with somebody that you know that could benefit from it. Like it, subscribe to it so that we can get more information out in the market and have more people giving professional advice so that as we always say at Keeping Current Matters, families would feel confident when they are buying or selling a home. 